0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. I want to welcome you to yet another... You know, this isn't just yet another episode of Unpopular Podcast. This is a very special episode of Unpopular Podcast. Uh, for people that's just listening, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, for people that's watching, as you can see, something's a little different. Uh, this is the first time that I have a panel, in, like in-house panel. Uh, so here we go. For on the panel, I have my man Terrence. He is a producer at ESPN. Um, I got my man Mike Curry, for people that know him, that's Curry in the pot. Uh, he's been on a couple episodes. That's what he looks like, you know, in person. <laughs> <laughs> I also have uh, my man Wilson. Wilson is the CEO of My Mind on Sports. That's a website for sports, and he also is a host of uh, The Focus TV. Uh, and what we wanted to bring for you guys today is, we, as we clearly said, this is the 31st, and we wanted to, this is the end of the decade. Uh, tomorrow will be what 2020 and um we wanted to talk about some of the biggest 10 of the biggest sporting moments events things of the decade uh, and to start we're not gonna go exactly what is we're not gonna go we're not gonna um go exactly into the 10 but we will talk about some honorable mentions how are you guys doing today it's uh it's it's crazily hot for a December day, but we're going to rock it. Um, we're going to start off with some honorable mentions. Uh, one honorable mention I wanted to talk about was the catch. For people that don't know, um, Odell Beckham Jr., who now is pretty much the face of the NFL, even though, you know, the NFL doesn't really have a face. He had the miraculous catch that against the Cowboys wish they lost that game nobody ever really talks about that but they lost that game and just talk about how no I'll talk about it to me that propelled o- Odell Beckham that made him a brand that was to me the greatest catch I've ever seen and a greatest catch a lot of other people have ever seen but explain to me y'all's perspective of how that not only changed Odell Beckham but changed the course of the, the Giants kind of changed the course of how we look at Eli Manning and his inability to pass to Odell Beckham and I guess where, where he is today. There.
1: Um, well, I mean, the catch, like you said, it came in a loss, which is big because it was like the highlight of his career and where people knew him from. So like to him, it seemed like, oh, it's all good. If I shine, if I get this highlight, if I get my hundred yards and a touchdown, mm-hmm. all is good. Yeah. We lost, but, you know, all's good. I'm going to dye this hair blonde and do a whole bunch of other crazy guy yeah. parties before the playoffs and all that type of stuff. So you saw, like, kind of like a character kind of emerge out of that moment that I don't think anybody's been able to put back in the bottle. Yeah,
0: I, I, I do agree with that. I do. and And you guys, maybe I'm wrong, but... Before the catch, we didn't really hear, we, we knew he was a great, we knew he was okay, really good at um, LSU. The only problem is they didn't really have a quarterback and they were a run first offense. And then the second thing they relied on was a defense. So they didn't really care about the wide receivers, even though he had Landry with him. We didn't really hear much from Odell Beckham until the catch. Then that's when he started dying his hair. He started getting the promotions and we he started being very vocal. We remember that weird, wild interview he did with Jocena Anderson with uh little Wayne now when we when we look at him now he's he's kind of calmed down and quiet but he's not winning again and I think he thought he would be winning in Cleveland even though he didn't ask to go to Cleveland do you think that catch kind of looking in hindsight now do you think it was more beneficial for him or kind of a, I'm not gonna say like a problem but do you think that kind of hurt him as far as what he became after the catch. Not saying he was wild or anything, but what he became after the catch.
2: So you think like a gift you saying like a gift and a curse? Yeah? Like, yeah,
0: because now now we start to look at him like, all right, that's Odell Beckham Jr. But at at that point, nothing he's gonna do except maybe win a Super Bowl if he does can amount to that catch. And I think that people were looking at him and, and he started doing things, he started being just wild with it. Not saying he was wild, wild. But, you know, he started being wild, and and now we're looking at him, and was like, all right, is Odell Beckham Jr. just that one catch? Because when I think about it, when we think about Odell Beckham Jr.'s greatest moments, I can only think about the catch. I don't really think about anything else. He did have a crazy catch against Washington
2: when he dove for it. But other than that, like, you know, who is Odell Beckham? Well, I'm a big Odell fan, Mm -hmm. but like you said, that's what people are going to remember him as, the catch, and then... You know all the antics, like being yeah. in the end zone and hitting the net and stuff like that. So is that like really what you want to be remembered for? Mm-hmm. So I just think it's kind of a curse. I think it's more of a curse than it is a gift. I mean, yeah, he got all the stardom and the fame, the Nike deal and all of that, yeah. but it's like the it catches what he's really known for. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean,
3: I
2: think
3: for me, it was just that was his introduction to the masses, mm-hmm. right? Um, like you said, for the reasons of college. Um, Unless you were like an LSU fan, you didn't know how special both him and Jarvis were until they got to the league. Mm. Um, The other thing is, like, it was a perfect example to see what happens in a big market. Mm. He does that somewhere else. Mm. The antics aren't, uh, we're not even talking about them as antics, because they wouldn't be hitting the national news cycle if he wasn't in New York. Right, Right. right. it magnifies. Like, if he was where Jarvis was, right, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't be talking about all the other stuff. Like, it happened in New York, though. So, I mean... Do you
0: think he's, he, he will hit a big market? Because, you know, he, we, all, we are saying he should maybe try to get out of Cleveland, but he's saying all the right things, you know, I don't want to leave, we'll make it work. Do you think that he'll be able to make it to a big market? Mm.
1: I don't think a big market team would trust him at this point, like with all the antics and stuff like that, because he'd be like more of a distraction than his current output, at least in Cleveland, so to
0: speak. I would agree with that. Do, do, you, do you kind of agree?
2: I don't. I don't really think. I mean, well, he can't even control it, mm-hmm. so he really can't control it because that con- he locked up for a yeah, few more uh, years. So, yeah. Yeah, he can't really control where he goes. I mean, I see. A, I think a team like Seattle might trade.
0: And that's and that's that is kind of what I. I would agree with you if I didn't see the report that that the uh, the Saints were working out. Uh, a B. We know the antics that come to a the A B is like monumental not even close to what Odell Beckham has but talent talent supersedes everything to me so when you're that talented you're gonna get a shot and we know at his best he could Odell Beckham could be one of if not the top receiver in the game so I think because of that big markets will overlook and the antics if you really think about it, aren't that bad Of again it's the on in the end zone you know the 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 net thing, but other than that, it's it's not like AB. I mean, he has cases on him right now. So it's <laughs> like, if, if AB is getting looks, I don't think they're gonna look at Odell Beckham like, oh, you're just too much. And that's why I kind of agree with both of you guys. Do you, do you see where I'm coming
3: I mean, for me, with Odell is like, I understand the NX things like that, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I think we did this with Bookie for a while, right? Yeah. Where we took a lot of this stuff they did, and I'm not saying that some of it wasn't childish, but a lot of it is just two people that really want to win, mm-hmm. and they really went to the worst possible places yeah. mm-hmm. for people that are built to win.
0: Yeah, I, th- like I, I do New think. New York,
3: from a structure standpoint, horrible. Horrible. Cleveland, yeah. also trash. And I think it's like, if you're like a hardcore competitor, that's like a death sentence almost.
0: I think winning has changed that. I don't think, because when you hear, when they win, even when uh, they weren't winning a lot, but even in the wins, you don't really hear much from Odell Beckham. Uh, it's just when you start getting losses and you start and they start looking at you like, all right, you're Odell, do something. And it's just like, the, I mean, I have to rely on a trash quarterback. It's like, it's, it's unfortunate. And I, and I in fact, now that we're here, I talked about this on one of my episodes. Do you think that Odell Beckham is the next Randy Moss? And, I, and, and look at Randy Moss's, no, I'm not saying, look at Randy Moss's career. Randy Moss played in a college where, well, where did he play? Marshall? Play for Marshall. Went to Florida State first. Went to Florida State where they didn't, I mean, you know what happened there. He go to the N- N- NFL. First year or first few years, he plays with a quarterback or plays with a team that's not good. And he plays with a quarterback that is on the decline. They were good at a certain moment, but they're on the decline. Then he goes to another team. Odell Beckham goes to another team. I think Odell Beckham needs that. I think his trajectory is kind of mirroring Randy Moss I think he needs a system that is one solid that's structured and that has a quarterback that is competent has a quarterback that not saying that he needs to be the number one option because even yeah Randy Moss is the number one option with the Patriots but the Patriots also had you know Hernandez they also had the, the squad I think that he needs more of a system, more of a structure that while he could be the number one, he doesn't need to be the focus. I think the focus would be on the team. Randy Moss' only success, not saying he is not one of the greatest to ever do it because his talent wise makes him that, but his only success really was the Patriots. Yeah, he put up the numbers when he went to the Saints. I mean, not the Saints, the Vikings. Yeah, he had some numbers when he went to the Raiders, but his success was for the Patriots. So I think, do you, would you agree that Odell Beckham needs a team kind of like the Patriots, not saying the Patriots, but kind of like the Patriots where the structure is there. It's just he needs to fit in instead of they need to fit around him. I think, that's what I think Randy Moss, they didn't fit around Randy Moss. I think Randy Moss fit around the Patriots and because of that, they were one game from being perfect. So. You do would you agree that that's what I think? Odell, I think Odell Beckham needs that, and I think his career kind of mirroring uh, Randy Moss. Not maybe not the numbers, but how it how it went. You know what I mean? Would you agree with him?
3: I, I think it's a little bit different just because Randy ate on a much higher level. No disrespect to like Odell, mm-hmm. um, but at the same time, I don't think any place Randy went, people weren't like, oh, that's Randy Moss, and we have an issue mm-hmm. getting Randy Moss the ball. Like Randy Moss went to the Vikings, Chris Carter's there. Hall yeah. of Famer, I think everybody from day one looked at Chris Carter, looked at Randy Moss, and was like, That's different, yeah, that's <laughs> getting the ball, right? Mm-hmm. And I think I understand what you're saying with like Randy moving around, but I think mm-hmm. Randy, like, that was just personal stuff. Like, Randy openly admits, like, I play when I want to, yeah, he right. lazy. <laughs> like, he just didn't care, right? I don't think Odell has any of those things, yeah. I just, but I do think, like, yeah, you go to a better place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I mean, that's for most of the league. You got so many people that are in places, but they don't know how to use people.
1: Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. And
3: like, again, like you said, why are after losses almost everywhere else? We talk to quarterbacks after losses. Yeah. Everyone keeps going out there. way. To t- why that's, are we talking to Odell after the loss? Exactly. He doesn't throw to himself. That's, that's true. Baker yeah. out here doing whatever.
0: <laughs> that is that is very true. You worried about, about Odell? That's like, very true. Yeah. Um, does y'all, y'all got anything else to say about that? Uh well, sp- sticking with football and we're still in the honorable mentions. Let's talk about twenty-eight to three. When when everybody hears twenty-eight to three, we know exactly what we're talking about. The Atlanta Falcons were up twenty-eight to three at halftime against the Patriots, and found a way. You found a way, because at that point, if you are up twenty-eight to three, it's not like oh the Patriots. Just, no, you found a way. They went searching and they found a way to lose. I think that's one of the biggest moments because we look at where the Patriots are right now and we look at where the Atlanta is. Yeah, the Patriots are kind of struggling, but I think that's due to age. Atlanta, they just haven't found themselves since that halftime. No, After that halftime, it has not, we, we forget. Matt Ryan was the offensive MVP. Julio Jones one of the best uh, wide receivers in the game. Devontae Freeman was on a, was on a trajectory of, of greatness. Uh, Calvin Ridley. Now it's like Atlanta just hasn't been Atlanta since that halftime. It's not just that that season. That halftime. Do you do you agree with me to say yeah? Like they they lost. They don't even listen to the coach no more. Like. What either? Like? <laughs> like, he, he's probably coming back because of how they ended the season. Like.
1: Well, I think what happened with that situation and what happens a lot and and like people don't address. It. I think the head coach ego, mm-hmm. I think a lot of head coaches in the NFL want to beat Bill Belichick, yeah. like out-coach him, mm-hmm. and they wind up like shooting themselves in the foot. Like, same thing happened with Pete Carroll and like Seattle and Super Bowl. Like, they want to show that they can outsmart Bill Belichick and they wind up losing. Because yeah. there's no reason in the world you have 28-3 and you don't just run the ball. When you got one of the most productive backs in yeah. the league at that time. Right. So like, I think like you said, they don't listen to the coach. Like yeah, that's why, like, that's just true. hand a man the ball and you win a Super Bowl, like.
0: Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah. I think, I think, speaking of that, listen to Coach, another honorable mention that I had that we can brief touch on briefly is the Seahawks. The Seahawks, when they're at the one-yard line, you have Marshawn Lynch, who we know is, is called Beast Mode for a reason, and you elect to throw the ball to a Lockett brother at the – <laughs> not even the not even the good one. Not even Tyler. You throw it to a locket, brother, at the one yard line and get it picked up.
1: You got Russell Wilson. one of the got most Russell mobile Wilson. quarterbacks in the league. And you like, ran the I draw
0: think at that, that point, and it's not even. I think you heard at that point the defense lost respect for uh for the coach. They lost kind of respect for Russell Wilson because why would you not audible that? Like why would you still throw that? Like we talk about the Atlanta we talk about Seahawks now Seahawks of course are different now they kind of got back to you know Russell Wilson being great that kind of stabilizes everything but you look at some of the biggest moments in the NFL which is the Super Bowl and the coach kind of made the wrong decision we look at halftime they half they didn't make any halftime changes they were like all right we're I think they went to because I know coaches I played it was like hey it's still zero zero now. Like no, bro, we're up twenty eight. We're up twenty eight to three. I'm going. We're going to run the ball until they they. And you still coming out firing with Matt Ryan. You have Marshawn Lynch at the one yard line. And you and you pass the ball to a Lockett brother. I'm I'm always gonna say the Lockett brother. It's like. Oh, d- 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 to me, those were pivotal moments. In those franchises, when we talk about Atlanta, we talk about Seahawks. Now, of course, Seahawks kind of got it right, but as you, as you've seen, that was kind of in the Legion of Boom. Yeah. That was kind of the end of the relationship between Marshawn Lynch and the Seahawks and Pete Carroll. Even though he's back now, that was kind of into that relationship for a minute. That was the first time we really looked at Matt. Ron- I mean, uh, Russell Wilson. Like, yo, are you? I mean, you're great, but well, are you really it? And then if we look at you know on the flip side, we look at Atlanta. It's like all right, Matt Ryan is Matt Ryan is a, a juiced up Kirk Cousins. Like you have all this talent, and what are you doing with it? Like do you, do you agree that we kind of at those moments we kind of looked at the franchises differently, or you to look at the franchises? Yeah, you guys are the Seahawks. You guys are the Atlanta. Like Atlanta hasn't been good before then since Dion, and even you know. So do would you would you agree with
3: it? I would say with. The 28 3 thing, mm-hmm. just with watching Kyle like the last couple of years, he's a kill shot dude, mm-hmm. right? So, like, I understand where a lot of people coming from were like, you should run the ball, going about your business. I also think where this goes back to Dan Quinn, Quinn's indictment on Dan Quinn, I don't think Kyle thought that defense was going to hold up the rest of that game. Yeah. The running the ball. I just, that's what I truly believe is he looked at that defense, was like, that's Tom Brady, and y'all, your plan is to keep running zone. Nah, we got to kill these dudes. Like, we don't kill them. It's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And I think what we saw was uh, there was a couple of plays in the third quarter of that game where he kind of knew it oh, was yeah, over. He yeah. He dialed a deep one up to Julio. Julio's open. Yeah. Dude took the sack. Yeah. Don't know how you yeah, yeah. took the sack there? He took the sack. <laughs> took the sack. Yeah. But Julio Jones mm-hmm. was wide open.
0: Wide open. He Schemed just put it out there. In fact, you right. know wide open because this man went. <laughs> <That> right. Right. He it the game. But <laughs> that's what I'm
3: saying. So, the play caller dialed up the kill shot. Yeah. It's arguably the best wide receiver in football mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. against Bill Belichick defense, and the dude's wide open. All you had to do was not take a sack. All you had to
0: do was not take a sack. Yeah. The not only did he out he out of the field set, goal range, right? Yes. Not yeah, out of field goal. Yes. Range. Mm-hmm. But that point. kill shot, yeah. you
3: complete that pass. But we're talking differently here.
0: That's true. Yeah. But
3: there, there was it, another kill shot later.
0: Yeah. And he fumbled. They That's what I was about to say. He fu- uh What's his name? Yeah. Fumble. Ryan
3: fumbled. Yeah. yeah. But but this is one of the things where like because I felt a certain way at that, I was like, I'm throwing the ball, and then this is like year three of Kyle, and I'm seeing it now because. Niners Twitter is funny every week. because mm-hmm. gets to see all like, oh, play for the Tide.
0: Yeah. Who plays for the Tide? Who tie? plays for a Tide? Let
3: me Then last week was like, oh, my God, Kyle, we love you. And in the third quarter it was like, run the ball. Mm-hmm. Nah, dog, he's trying to kill. Like, some people like to kill things. <laughs> and that's what he was trying to do. <laughs> yeah. So, like, everyone was mad, but then late in the game, Emmanuel Sanders schemed wide open.
2: Yeah.
3: Kill shot. Yeah. Difference is someone delivered a kill shot, somebody didn't. But also with Dan Quinn, indictment on Dan Quinn going back. Mm-hmm. The Falcons' defense didn't get good until he removed himself. Yeah, Raheem Morris fixed that defense. Yeah, as well. yeah. Yep. So going back to that coaching thing and Dan Quinn's out of that Pete Carroll tree too. It's a questionable decision. So yeah. listening
0: to that and listening to what you said, I think, like you said, I think people try to out-scheme Bill Belichick. But sometimes I think the complete opposite and I think they try to be a little too conservative. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, we got a lead. Let's just keep it. And it's like, all right, now, just because it's Bill, just because the Patriots, you got to play smart here. Like, you can't take a set. You can't fumble the ball. You can't throw the ball at the one-yard line. You can't do – you know what? Then this is what – I don't know who said it. This is the last thing I'm going to say about this. When the coach – when they do exactly what – like, when you do what the defense exactly wants you to do, you're, at this point, like – I think they wanted Matt Ryan to, to to drop back 20 times in the third quarter. I think they wanted – all right, just do not give the ball to Marshawn Lynch. Now, people do forget Marshawn Lynch was at the one-yard line a couple times and got stopped. But still, you got four tries. Like, at this point, I'm, I'm sure Marshawn Lynch can get you a yard four times. You know what I'm saying? Hell, I can get you a lot. Uh, you know.
3: Oh, like you said before, Russell Wilson. Wilson.
0: Russell Wilson gets you You got two – Move and you throw it to a rocket, brother.
3: The other thing is, why, <laughs> why, like you playing the Patriots, why go to a play that you go to all the time? Like those are things you can't. do.
0: Exactly. Right. You right. have right. to have things with
3: wrinkles. If you do stuff and yeah. it's a staple, dude, Malcolm Butler was like, "Oh yeah, we talked about that. I was on that when they snapped the ball. We knew that look." Yeah. Just do that play call in the trash. And, and I think, think you take the take Patriots. It, no? that's, that's kind of
0: what. And I think when you talk about over scheme, I think that's what happened with the Rams uh, last was last year. Yeah, when the Rams kind of over—no, over-schemed to a fault, as in in the Super Bowl, they tried to do a little too much. They tried to they tried to run schemes that they weren't even comfortable with, and, and Bill Betcher's looking like, all right, <laughs> like let's 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 we're, we're gonna make Jared Goff beat us, and whatever happens happens, and we saw what happened. Uh, and the last honorable mention before we go, kind of move over to basketball, is Lynn Sanity. Lynn Sanity. While short was huge for a lot of reasons in the NBA. First time one of the except for Yao I mean one of the famous people were was Asian. Um, one of the best players at the time, for the two weeks, was was Asian. Um, and it didn't only change the trajectory of his career sort of, but the Knicks and Carmelo Anthony. Because remember, Carmelo Anthony was like, yo, I'm not really feeling this. I gotta go. And Ever, and or he, i gotta go where he gotta go and they shipped off lynn's sanity and ever since then it was like now i'm not saying jeremy lynn's the asian kobe but what i'm saying is like they was that those it was just two weeks but those two weeks cha- like changed a lot
2: for a lot of people Do, would you agree mike i would definitely agree um huh? And even one game, it was against the Lakers. He like he had like thirty eight or something like that. And man, Kobe man. said, "Kobe, he said, Ooh. he he never yes. heard of him.'" Man. And he goes out and he dropped thirty eight. Yeah. So yeah, like, he had a it was just
1: buzzer buzzer beaters that week. He had yeah, he had a, a buzzer
2: beater against the Raptors. The Raptors, I remember right. that. Yeah. 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 yeah, it was just Amen. it was just crazy, man. Those those were wild two weeks. And I
0: think that's when we really saw Melo not be the center of attention on the team. And, it, and as we clearly saw, it didn't go well. Melo was the center of attention in college. He was the center of attention at Syracuse. He was center of attention in Denver. And for a little bit, he was the center of attention. Well, for most part, he was the center of attention in New York. When we saw that somebody else was taking the reins, it's like, oh, hold on. This isn't Team USA. Like, what, what's going on here? And then because of that, he there was reports saying that he was like, yo, he's got to go or I got to go. Because, and that kind of is an indictment on Melo's career. It's like, yo, he had it. I'm not saying Jeremy Lin was, took it to the championship, but you see a lightning rod, and it's just like, all right, turn that off, turn it off, turn it off, give me the ball. It's just, it's just kind of like, damn, Melo, like, that, that's been a diamond. Melo, we'll talk, when we go, go to countdown, we'll talk about um, a situation where Melo had an opportunity to play with LeBron James. And he was just like, ah, I'll take the money had an opportunity to play with Derrick Rose and Pau Gasol. He was like, ah, I'll take the money. It's just like, damn, Melo, you kind of fumbled the bag a couple times for yourself. And the Knicks haven't been the same. So, without further ado, I don't feel like talking about no more honorable mentions. Let's get into this list. So, these are the top 10 biggest moments that I have compiled. Now, of course, the panel might agree, might disagree. It is what it is. We'll talk about it number 10 and this might hurt mike a little bit i know this is going to hurt mike a little bit because he texted me and said it's hurt but number 10 when cp3 uh, trade got vetoed to the lakers now here's a here's a backstory with that the new orleans pelicans or the new orleans hornets at the time didn't have an owner so they were pretty much over by david stern there was a trade in principle that Chris Paul was going to the Lakers to play with Kobe Bryant and Andrew
1: Bynum.
0: And Andrew Bynum. But then there was also a back deal with Andrew Bynum. And we all know about the of Dwight Howard. Dwight Howard was supposed to go a year before. Mm-hmm. A, a whole bunch of uh, GMs called David Stern, was like, yo, this isn't fair, blah, blah, blah. David Stern was like, ah, you're right, veto. Just to send him to the Clippers a week later not only did this this was the first time now we of course we know the the uh the conspiracy theory about patrick ewing in the draft and everything but this is the first time that we we have seen like with our two eyes that the 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 gm has affected a team at the it was like yo you can't do that and it's funny we'll we'll talk about a little later talk about imbalance and you, you know you don't let Chris Paul but then you let some other things happen we'll talk about but as a Lakers fan Mike how 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 first when you heard the news because I remember I remember like it was yesterday I got CP3, the Lakers all over it was it was it was a crazy five hours until you got a breaking uh, trade vetoed I was like damn what? <laughs> that was like the first time I really heard
2: what Vito meant. So, so as a Lakers fan, what, how did you feel in that moment? Man? It was just so many emotions. So when it happened, I'm like, oh, let's go, Kobe, about to get his sixth ring. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. All of that good stuff. And then the next, then you, then it gets Vito like late in the like yeah. late in the evening, and then I wake up the next day, and my boys like, Mike, how does it feel that Chris Paul was on the Lakers for a few hours? <laughs> and I'm like, bruh. Like, it don't even make any sense. But, like, with that, so many things happened because Lamar Odom was in the trade. Yeah, Pal Gasol, Gasol. was going La- to the Rock- Rockets. Rockets. And Lamar Odom, he was like, well, I don't want to be here no more. Mm-hmm. So, they traded him to the Mavericks. Yeah. And, you know, if you're a Laker fan or if you watch basketball, Lamar Odom was a big part of those 09 mm-hmm. and 2010 championship teams. Mm-hmm. So, he didn't want to go. So, he wanted to be out. And then Paul Gasol, it was still awkward. Yeah, he was still there for a few more years, but he left and went to the Bulls a couple years later. Yeah. So it was just crazy that he goes to the Clippers out of all teams. You know, the team that you share a building with, and then the yeah, so he goes to the Clippers, and then you know that whole Lob City era, eye candy era, because they didn't win anything, mm-hmm. but you know.
0: Yeah, that's that that's that was kind of my next point. That that non-trade affected so many pieces. It affected. The Rockets, because they were supposed to get Paul Gasol, if they would have got Paul Gasol, they wouldn't have had the pieces to get James Harden a, a few years later. That affected the Lakers, because Kevin, Kevin Martin was in the trade too. If they would have affected the Lakers, the Lakers, had, they did not go to, the uh, of course they had the White the next year, but after that one year, they haven't been to the playoffs since. Right. Um, and of course, we thought, okay... At that point, at that moment, Chris Paul was the best point guard in the league, and Kobe was the best shooting guard in the league. Now, of course, there was argument Kobe and D-Wade, but i say Kobe was the best at that time. That didn't happen. Then you look at the Clippers. The Clippers, now, of course, you saw the eye candy team, but the Clippers have never been the eye candy team until then. And the Clippers went to the playoffs every year. Chris Paul was on that team. So that non-trade affected so many pieces and like I said it affected OKC because they look at the landscape it's like all right we can't trade him to we we either keep James Harden or we trade him we can't trade him for the Rockets a lot of people don't know Golden State had a Golden State had a they were trying to trade Monte Ellis for James Harden but of course the Rockets gave him a better package so it's just like this affected so many teams and it's like what could have been? You know, we, we I think we talked about that maybe a couple times. To- oh, what, like, what could have been if that would have happened? Like, imagine Chris Paul, Kobe, and maybe Dwight Howard. If you know, I know the whole piece didn't fit, but what personality-wise? But I think that didn't fit me because you didn't you when you playing. 55-year-old Steve Nash, who didn't play most of that season, if you remember. Um, and you play all that. It's just like, you know, we don't, we don't know. Uh, but we're going to take a quick break, and we will come back. And we're back. So we just talked about number 10, which was the Chris Paul trade. And the last thing that I kind of want to discuss before we move forward is the impact that I had on Blake Griffin and DeAndre Jordan. Yes, I know Blake Griffin's a great player. Still, it's still iffy with DeAndre, but I think that trade affected them as players the most because playing alongside somebody like Chris Paul did wonders for the career. Now Blake Griffin, we look at Blake Griffin as one of the top power forwards in the league, and I don't think he would have got there without playing with Blake. Do you? Does anyone agree? You mean, with
1: Chris Paul. Yeah. I wouldn't say he's great because he is – this might be a little bit of reach. He's like a foreshadowing of Zion. Like his buckets are pretty much all transition when he was playing with Chris Ball. Mm -hmm. Like you force him into a half court, he's pretty much got nothing. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> so, like, and, that, and that's the thing I always get, like, with the NBA. Like, you got some great athletes in the NBA, but you got great basketball players. And it's like, a huge difference between the two. I think Blake was one of them dudes that's, like, a phenomenal athlete. But as far as basketball, like, he wasn't that skilled. Like, he's not taking you mid-range. He don't have much, much of a post game. But if you get him out on that break in the transition in the fast game, like, he's a beast. Yeah. So, to that point, yeah, Chris Paul helped him out, like, a lot. A lot. Same so, as DeAndre. Same as DeAndre. Even though DeAndre is more of a like a defensive anchor type of dude, right, like yeah. defensive rebounding and, and yeah. you know totally destroying Brandon Knight on that one play. Yeah, kill shot, like I do remember that. Yeah, it's about kill shot. I do remember that. Well, moving
0: forward, speaking of kill shots, uh, we can go to number nine, which was Kobe's last game. That game. <laughs> <laughs> see, how, you see how, Yeah, no, I I, 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 you know, that was a. Hey. But a lot of people, when we talk about Kobe, Kobe is like Kobe is on that level of, quote unquote, goat status. When I say a lot of people look at, thing of the greatest of all time, of course you have. Some people say Michael Jordan, some people say LeBron James, and of course some people like say Kobe. And that game, not only did Kobe go out the way that we thought Kobe would go out, everyone was like, all right. Because if you don't remember, (laughs) which was funny, this game was on ESPN 2. Because the ESPN 1 had the Golden State going for 73 wins. And we knew they were going to hit 73 because they were playing the Memphis Grizzlies. But I digress. This game was on ESPN 2. So I was going between. And I remember the third quarter, because I watched a lot of the Golden State game. I remember the third quarter. I turned and tuned to it, and it said Kobe had 34 points. I said what? I said all right, well Kobe's having a great game. Then I see how many shots he took. Kobe took 30 shots already. I said oh damn, hold on. So Kobe's really going out like this is this is it. And everybody wants the game. You have you know Snoop Dogg doing a Snoop Dogg dance. Like this was the end of an era. And I think it's huge because now of course you still had Dirk, but
2: this was the end of an era. Do you would you agree, Mike? Oh, 100%, man. Um, to talk on the game, it was it was crazy. Like you said, Snoop Dogg was there. Kanye West was there. but Kanye West. But, <laughs> uh, um, a lot of people was there. You know, Shaq. You yeah. know, a lot of people was there. And I just thought it was cool to see him go out the right way. I mean, his way at least. But, yeah, yeah he was jacking, though. Yeah. <laughs> he missed, like, his first six shots. But once he started to settle in. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was like, all right. But it was cool to see him get, you know, that sixty piece. I think Shaq said he told him to get fifty, yeah, cool. and he got sixty. 60 so 60, sixty-one. It was cool, man. 60. He had that, you know, mom bow moment. Yeah. But it was real cool. I think,
0: I think if Kobe would have went out any other way, it wouldn't have been Kobe. Be like I think if Kobe would have went out shooting ten shots, uh, probably had like fifteen points. It's just like, "Oh, that's Kobe. I mean, bye. But <laughs> this. Kobe went out the way he was supposed to go out. Kobe was known, as we know, his whole career as a shooter, as a gunner, as a, all right, uh, I don't care about you, you or you, I'm going to shoot. And that hurt him in some areas of his career, but that, of course, got him to five championships. So with that last game, 2016 was a big year for, for the NBA period, but that really solidified, okay, Kobe is what we thought he was. Like, at the end of the day, Kobe is Kobe. Kobe is a shooter. Kobe is one of the greatest scorers of all time. Even dealing with all these injuries that pretty much plagued him the end of his career. Kobe went out like we... And, and I remember saying to my friend, "Yo, Kobe's about to drop 50, bro. Like, there, there's no other way Kobe. Kobe's either he's about to drop 50 or shoot 50 times. And he did both. So it was like... So, Wilson, would you, would you agree to say that that was the end of an era? Now, yeah, we still had Dirk and everything, and I'm not taking away from Dirk, but.
3: Yeah, for that class that came in, was that the 97 class? 96. 96. 96. That's um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it was after the era. Like, Kobe was a big deal. Um, yeah, there probably wasn't a better way for him to go out. Yeah. He went out his way.
2: He so, went out his
0: way, yeah. I mean. So, anything else
2: on that? I wanted to say, like, I'm just glad he got there, cause you guys remember. I know you seen the memes of Kobe all taped up and yeah. all of that stuff. I was <laughs> like, "Yo, is this body gonna hold up?" Hell,
0: I remember. I one of the most vivid moments I remember was the Golden State game, where he drove past or tried to drive past, uh, um, what's it was uh, Harrison Barnes, and blew his Achilles. Yeah. And I was like, and then he was crying, and not not saying he was weak or anything, but he was crying at the end, at the press and I'm like, "Yo." That's it. That's it. Now, I remember I saying to myself, I said I yeah, said, yeah, that's it. it. He, I think he felt it, too, because I ain't never seen Kobe cry. And then he he released a documentary of his rehab. I was like, yeah, it's, it's over for Kobe. But going back to what he said and what kind of I said, that Kobe went out on his own terms. Right. It, it wasn't the injury that stopped him. It wasn't a team tra- trading him. It wasn't a team not, you know, not being good. It was Kobe went out on his own terms. And I think... If Kobe went in any other way, I mean, it wouldn't have been Kobe. I think his legacy, I'm not saying his legacy would have been different, but I think that it wouldn't be Kobe, you know? So, number eight, uh, the next one, and this is big on a lot of reasons. Uh, Lambs Armstrong lying about um, juicing everything. (laughs) This is big on so many levels due to the fact that not only did you lie, you lied to Oprah. You got people fired because you lied. Because I remember he was like, "No, you're not gonna talk about my name like that and, and say I'm Jews I'm one of the most, you know, decorated blah blah blah." And Homegirl got fired. I had a couple of his bracelets. They were they were kind of the Live Strong racist They were they were they were wavy. I had a couple a couple yellow ones. Then to come out and say, "Yeah, I did it," and it's just like, "Damn, Liz!" <laughs> I. I trusted you. I live strong with you. And not on this, and, and his juicing kind of was like a mountain. Because after that, uh, player after player after player on these tours, like, yeah, I was juicing too. It's like, God damn, like, look at you. Started last. And I think that that's huge because I've never seen somebody, I've never seen somebody adamantly say, yo, it wasn't me. You lied to Oprah. You lied to the people's champ.
2: <laughs>
0: and then you go back on Oprah and say, yeah, I, I did it. It's like, that was to me, we could also talk about the A-Rod situation in baseball, but that to me was the pinnacle of, yeah, you cheated, bro. Like that, that was a cheating all time high scandal. You know what I mean? Like When we think of somebody cheating due to juicing, the first thing I'm thinking about is Lance Armstrong. Would you, would you, would
1: you agree? And then he like he was bullying the dudes on his team like if you snitch we really all going down <laughs> like, like yeah. he was like sending like telling dudes to tell their wives not to say that. like it was crazy <laughs> <great. laughs> right it was like damn Lance. Yeah,
0: it's like I trusted you <laughs> I live strong with you you know what I mean like I think but then he got banned for cycling he got banned from cycling, like, cycling. Like, periods so, I remember he had a he had a he had a whole bike like a like he had a bike named after him like the Armstrong you know because you're living strong it's like. He, you know, he makes me believe and I'm looking like, God damn it, see that's why you can't trust him. Like, we, we always talking about juicing and I'm I'm looking at you like, my guy, what in the world's happening, man? I think that was huge. You have anything else on that?
3: Damn. Sometimes man. privilege went wrong. Though. Like, he, <laughs> when privilege yeah, goes wrong. That's a, like, like, He just knew we were I said it adamantly, we're not going back on this. Yeah, we're not going. Oh, yeah, I didn't give it up. <sighs> so I did it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> right. Like once the once the record started coming, like hold on, you know you had to sign your name every time it came to like ah, yeah it was me. I said damn Lance. Uh, moving on, uh, number seven, and I think this this is the biggest NFL thing we have. Of course, is the Colin Kaepernick situation. Um, Colin Kaepernick took a knee. People forget he took a knee for police brutality and as well as the treatment of veterans. Um, and of course it got spun, you know him against the flag this and third uh i think what also hurt him is before that he wasn't having the best season for the 49ers
3: just real quick on that we were trash as a whole yeah so like
0: i'm not saying it's on him but yeah you're, you know who he was throwing to
3: yeah you, like anybody who talks about those numbers like i don't even know who's on the team now. that's my point it was bad <laughs> like it was bad and even then he still had better numbers than baker yeah. Damn. <laughs> throwing to nobody. Yo,
2: you been going to big guy. No, I'm
3: I'm sorry, because <laughs> I'm trash. sick of Baker. I'm sorry. Like you got a whole Dell dude was throwing to Quentin Patton. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, remember that name? Yeah. Nobody? Yeah, cool. I remember I remember, right. name. I remember right. the name. Yeah, I remember that the was name. like wide receiver one that year. Oh no. That it was that bad because that was right after Harbaugh and Balky. Yeah. And mm-hmm. everything was it was a dumpster fire for like three years, and that was Tom Sula. Mm-hmm. Chip Kelly.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah, so like everybody
3: was, those, just, those was quick, they, both, every, they got out of there real everybody quick. Everybody Talk just talks about, about the cat part of that. That roster went from, oh my gosh, i all loaded, to, mm, who
2: is hmm. this? Yeah.
0: Hmm. And then, what made it, so, what made it worse is now you got the president coming in and saying, you know, that son of a B, get him off the field, um, and he hasn't played since. And me and you talked about it, Mike. The whole, the stupid, impromptu uh, workout that they had. That was just the play face. Like, all right, now you can't say it's our fault. Um, You see he didn't work. And then you see he tried to flip it on him. And then that that was a whole fiasco. Not only was this big, this was the first, well, of course we have Claret. We kind of say a player versus an organization. But this is the first time where it was kind of blatant that nearly the whole NFL blackballed this dude because it's like they, they, they say you know football reasons but I turn on the t- I remember the Redskins got what Josh Jackson
2: yeah and Mark, Sanchez.
0: and Mark Sanchez and Josh Jackson was playing with me at LA Fitness a couple days before <laughs> yeah. they got Josh Jackson on the team talk about yeah he's the best quarterback in the at the time I'm like all right bro that was the first time we really saw blatantly that, yeah, he's he's getting blackballed, bro. And then, on top of that, this is also the first time we've seen really a major organization as in Nike, side with a player instead of an organization. Now, of course, we talk about LeBron, but LeBron's not going against an organization. This is the first time they've really sided, because now uh, they just released uh, Colin Kaepernick's shoe. They had a big, They had a big campaign about him. This, to me, is a right now it's not as big but I think going forward this might be a big stain for the NFL because when we look back at we all know the NFL has problems with uh, concussions we have problems with playing players this and the third but I think that this Colin Kaepernick situation brought the ugliness out of the NFL very subtly because again people forget it was not about the flag it was not about white versus black it was about police brutality and how they treated veterans you, like Wilson, do you, would you would you say that this this was kind of like a stain on the NFL?
3: I just revealed what was there the whole time. It wasn't a stain. Like they've always been like that. Mm. It was just the one time where it was exposed. Like he touched a very touchy subject for them. So like beating women, abusing drugs, all that type of stuff in the NFL, we know about it. We've seen it for years, and it kind of like yeah, he dusted under the rug. Yeah, yeah. We forget about it as a whole and going about our lives. Um, Clearly, the biggest sin you can have with NFL is standing up for black people, mm-hmm. you just can't do that. Just shut up, don't yeah. do anything. And that was it, and then, like you said, to that extent, and then literally, we were just talking a little bit before camera started about where the state of the quarterback's going. Mm-hmm. Lamar's. that's the 2012 Niners offense, they're running in Baltimore. With some tweaks, yeah, that's mm-hmm. that's Greg Roman's offense. Yeah, we've seen this before. Mm-hmm. He's not Lamar, obviously, but it, it works. You've uh, seen <laughs> it. It's can't be football games. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Literally, the plays. I'm like, I remember that one. Mm. <laughs> Except it's going to Mark Andrews instead of Vernon Davis, and they actually have talent on the perimeter. Like, it's just it just exposed the NFL for what I feel like everyone knows, but mm. everyone doesn't want to say out loud. Like, yeah. we know what it is. It's, Quote him on a subject where, you know, sometimes we, we were talking about Lance, mm-hmm. and it felt double down for no good reason. Yeah. So, and,
0: yeah. And that kind of goes back to the point, Mike, that i was talking about uh, Colin Kaepernick and Nike. Do you think it was big that Nike kind of wrapped their arms around Colin Kaepernick instead of saying, okay, well, it's, I mean... We're, we're we still have contracts with the NFL,
2: mm-hmm.
0: you know, but we're, we're gonna kind of distance ourselves. Uh, do you think it was big that Nike was like, no, we're we're standing with Colin? Like they had they had a whole bunch of inspirational commercials and everything. Like, do you think that was huge?
2: Yeah, of course, because you know Nike is a it's a big deal. Like I got it on. Like yes. everybody wears Nike. You know yeah. what I'm saying? You can't go nowhere without seeing the check. You know? Yeah. So yeah, of course, of course, that I think that's a huge deal. And I think I think.
0: And T, I can I can ask you. I think it's already set in stone. He's not playing again in the NFL. Um, Just a hunch.
2: <laughs>
0: and I don't I don't think that Colin Kaepernick is at fault in some situations. I think that you know there was reports that he wouldn't take less than ten million. Um, there was reports that he wouldn't uh, like he didn't want to be a backup at, at in the beginning. He didn't want to be a backup. Uh, he wouldn't go to any other league and I combat that with saying he I mean the man took the 49ers to the Super Bowl like at that point he shouldn't have to subject himself to that but some people would argue if you want to make it to the league you got to do what you got to do do you think that those people are right do you think that he should have he should have played ball more if he wanted to be in the league or do you think that like you, like we saw, he tried. He wanted to control his own narrative, and then he did the right thing.
1: Yeah, um, I think it's one of them things that comes down to like value, because you look at the situation where, um, maybe like a year, I want to say like a year or two after the whole Kaepernick fallout, the Dolphins gave Jay Cutler ten million for one year mm-hmm. to come out of retirement. To come out <laughs> to of retirement, out of retirement. <laughs> like so you can't tell me you can give Jay Cutler to roll off the couch and give him ten and not give Kaepernick ten. You got Josh Jackson. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then to say like. I mean, the thing is, no matter who signed Kaepernick, it wasn't going to be a good team. Mm-hmm. So, why subject yourself to coming back to be a backup for a bad team? Yeah. Like, it just didn't make sense the situation they wanted him to be in. So, I can understand him wanting to play on his terms, looking at the whole landscape of the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, like, if you're not going to get your value, like, what's the point? Yeah,
3: I just feel it was like one of those things where they were going to keep moving the goalposts no mm-hmm. matter what, right? Right, yeah. Like... It, it's really interesting to me that we can go from a place where no one has any sources with a particular person, mm-hmm. but all of a sudden, then there's a bunch of leaks about stuff. Yeah. Right. So I'm going to look at those leaks kind of funny, where especially when it's about a person that doesn't talk.
2: <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: I've heard. Yeah. yeah. You he know has, what I'm saying? Like yeah.
3: years yeah. went in between the dude talking.
0: Right. And I also think it's funny. It just doesn't add up. And, it, and I always laughed when I heard uh, you know, Team A is interested in Colin Kaepernick. Team A wants him in for a workout. Like, bro, you had is, last time you played with 2016. You had you had you had years that you could have just brought this man in. Right. And you talking about just uh, no. even even if you brought him to training camp, like, let's see how he is. Like, yeah, but you
3: can't bring him to training camp because he's gonna be somebody else. In 2016, exactly. 2016, it was 16. True. It was 16 touchdowns and four interceptions with a trash team around him. Yeah. Also, even going into numbers a little bit deeper. He's around Tom Brady's touchdown and interception ratio. That's why a lot of people don't bring these numbers up. Mm-hmm. Cause you can say what you want about it but certain numbers that people love to bring up for quarterbacks, yeah. he kind of checks the box. Right. And if you talk about it too much, then, oh gosh, that football reason thing, oh darn it.
0: Yeah. It makes sense. And I guess last point on that, one thing that a lot of people said was, um, he'll be a distraction. You know, the, the circus that he brings uh, the 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 headlines that he brings he'll be he'll be too much of a distraction for a backup quarterback Or he'll be too much of a distraction for a quarterback And it goes back to the name that you continuously say <laughs> Baker Mayfield
3: my man got 15 State Farm commercials 20 exactly He's with Odell and Jarvis and is on the struggle bus
0: a struggle bus and he's he not only that he has he has Situations back in college like we all remember, and they always bring up the whole police video. And the funny thing about the fun, yeah, he does. And the funny <laughs> thing, the funny thing about the police video is he wasn't even the one in trouble, and he still, he's right. like, come on, my dude, he got the whole junk situation. And, and I'm not saying that a quarterback can't do nothing. It is what it is. But I'm saying, you bring, you draft someone number one, talk, and, and, and you're not worried about about situation. You're not worried about the the the. The circus he brings, but you don't want to bring a quarterback that's proven has been to the Super Bowl and was uh, was a light a light switch off of winning, hey, hey,
3: <laughs> winning the Super Bowl. Well, now nah, what's it called? Going back to the coaching thing, Harbaugh had one of those moments. Yeah. Dude called the dumbest timeout ever. The dumb. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You remember they were I, down the they field? Were, yeah. You got Frank gordon Cap that read option, Ray Lewis and him. It was it was it was it a was foreign time language. Time it was and you were like, "Timeout, rephase the crap yeah, <sighs> But even yeah. still, <laughs> you look at um, <laughs> damn
1: Cleveland again. Look at Johnny Manziel. <laughs> oh, man. Like yeah. he bought the whole circus, and he didn't. He hardly even touched the field. Like, still, like still drafting number one. Jeez, and had a whole circus around him, unproven.
0: Like he's still at the circus. And I ain't seen him touch a football. In a minute, <laughs> um, like at all, and I still hear about Johnny Manziel's name. Jesus. Um, yeah, I guess I guess you guys are right. It's 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 unfortunate that a player, like 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 you said, Wilson. What was there was revealed. How they are is what was revealed. It's crazy that a player that good, that talented, pretty much lost his career, or yeah, had his career ended because of beliefs because and, and something that the NFL actually has in their in their little rules and clause saying it can't you can't stop someone's career due to their personal beliefs that's pretty much what happened at the end of the day um, moving forward number six UNBC uh, makes history and becomes the first 16 overall seed to be the number one funny that they beat Virginia uh, another you know DMV type area team even though they're they're in we're not gonna talk about that. Uh, those are one of those, those. That was one of those situations where I was watching it, and I'm like, "Yo, UMBC is beating the dog smack out of Virginia." I said, "But, but the 16 seed, Virginia's gonna come back." And that was the first time I was like, "Yo, Virginia is not coming back." I was looking. I said, "All right." <laughs> I was, I was like, all right, all right, here it comes. I look at the top. I said, there's like about two minutes left. They're down 20. I said, yo, Virginia ain't coming back. You got you, you got players that. I was watching it live, not believing it. That was probably the first time ever I watched something I still didn't believe it, and I'm watching it. I'm like, yo, this is happening. Now, of course, you're hearing. Jay Billis and all of them say that uh, 16 has never beat a one, and that kind of you know when you start hearing that it's like yeah you're right. But as you play basketball, you know any given any given day the, you know, and of course Virginia next year went went on to win it. But this was so big because a this was the first time this ever happened in history, and b Virginia was on a historic run. People talk about the championship year they were good. No, the year that they lost they were. Bl- I remember they beat. North Carolina, and I'm a North Carolina fan. They beat North Carolina like handedly. They, blow, they, they blowed them out, out twice, no, three times, because they did it in the uh, ACC tournament. And I was like, "Yo, this is." It. I, I, I had Virginia winning it all that year, and I was like, "Yo, this cannot be happening." The Golden Retrievers
2: is beating <laughs> like, did, did, like, where did, Do you remember where you were when you when you saw that, Mike? Yeah, uh, and shout out to my boy Jarius Lyles. I went to high school with uh, him. We graduated together, but um. Yeah, I was I was in the house watching it with my dad and uh, like you said, like I'm just waiting for like Virginia yeah. to do something and it's like it's not it's not no, happening. It's not happening. I'm just
0: like I was waiting on the time. I'm like, all right, it's, it's coming. I remember one one big moment. I remember they called a timeout. They were down 15. <laughs> call
1: the timeout. They called
0: a timeout. <laughs> I said, all right, they're about to they're about to regroup. They're about to get some secret stuff and we good. They come out of timeout. The lead goes back to fifth to 20. I said, oh, hold on. All right, Virginia just needs to make, so I'm over here doing the math in my head. If they make about <laughs> five threes, they good, and they can do that. He, call, he calls another timeout. At this point, the, the play's going crazy. Comes back from timeout, it goes to 25. I said, you know what? This might not be it. This, this, <laughs> you might need to stop calling timeouts. And I just, I, I've never seen a team I've never seen a one team look so lost like they look like
1: we don't have anything well they did lose um what's his name DeAndre hunter Man. like two days before the game mm-hmm. because of his true. wrist but he was like their scorer. he was he's he their, he their best, best player, player. player like two days before the but game, even too, still you still
0: had kyle guy you still had uh that that um not to be uh he had the african dude i forgot his name that always oh,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: covers hair blind you still have players. I mean, you were number one seed going against a team that a team that and I'm be and I'm be I'm be I'm be completely honest with you. My cousin goes to UMBC, and I did not know that was in Maryland. <laughs> like, oh wow! I was like, hold up! I said, "Univer," I said, "Who?" I said, who? I, said who? "I said who is UMBC?" I said, "I've never heard of these people before." And I looked it up. I said, "That's in that's in Maryland." I said, "Wow." And I'm over here, like, I'm excited, but I'm just like, yo, this really happened. Like, those are one of those moments, like, you remember where you were. And I think that was big for, like, sneaky big for college basketball. And and you can kind of attest to this, Wilson. This was the first time where when when you crack the sky once, you're not surprised if it happens again. So I think that now... Even though I, I, I still, it's gonna be a while for 16 to be the one. But now it's, it, the lore has gone. Now it's like, oh, it could happen. I mean, hell, we've seen it. Do you think that, looking college basketball now, do you think that that kind of was a, was a, was a, was a turning point in college basketball? Now, now, not only, not only do you see a team. Yeah, you were dominant throughout the regular season, but we want to see in March. And it also kind of gave the smaller market teams faith. You know what I mean?
3: I mean, I think it's one of those things where, like, just throughout college battles. we've been going with the NBA, like, it's affected the NBA too, right? Like, during like this last 10, 12, 15 years in NBA, like, growing up, there was a different caliber player coming out of college going to the league. Um, now, the type of players that are coming out of college, you don't spend a lot of time in college. Yeah. Um, usually, there's so many players that don't get – we don't find out who you are until, like, year five. Right. Instead of, like, year three before because you skipped the step in between mm-hmm. where you were supposed to find out who you were, right? So as it trickles down, if it's taking longer on the higher end, yeah. as it trickles down, that gap between high school and college, you got the people who don't spend time there, which, you know, your you're most talented players. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then you got the kids who aren't as talented, but they've been in school longer. They've, they've been there. They're already men um, like we saw with Duke, not to be rude, but Lehigh, Mercer. Like, yeah, the talent is cool and that's wonderful, but you're playing against men yeah, with man. these smaller schools. Mm-hmm. Um and then what comes with that talent is, yeah, you're talented, but y'all don't know basketball yet. I've never really You know what I'm saying? So it's like everyone's just looking at the big name and it's like, Oh my gosh, and you know, like I got a conversation yesterday, uh when people were talking about uh, like Rick Carlisle was right. like uh they were talking about Rick Carlisle, talking about oh post ups are done in the NBA and like, yeah, dude, that's cool if you look at the numbers but or or y'all don't know how to post up, therefore it is dead.
1: Yeah.
3: Is it dead just because y'all can't do it?
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
3: like is it dead because it doesn't work or because y'all can't do it? Mm-hmm. Cause like the post up players now, the, the best post up players are like queens. Yeah. The big stink at posting up cause y'all got them doing everything mm-hmm. but that. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So now people are like, oh, the numbers say it's post up's bad. No, 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 they're just bad at it. So go back down to college. Like you said, you lose Deandre Hunter. No disrespect to Ty Jerome and the, uh, the other kid that were there, only one of them went top 5.
0: Yeah, that's
3: true. That's yeah. the one that wasn't there. <laughs> you, yeah, you, 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 really, you really,
2: it,
0: it kind of, I didn't really think about that until just now. When you play these lower, like the lower C teams, because they don't get a lot of exposure, they have a lot of seniors. UNBC had a lot of seniors. Yeah, UNBC had a lot of seniors. So you have players that played there for sometimes five years, and it's like, you know the game. The, People say it, but they don't believe it. But they, it's true. The longer you play in in college basketball, the and you take it seriously, the better you get, because you're playing against, you know, you're learning the game. And and, and
1: like Tim Duncan is the poster child for that. Yeah, like develop so developed by the time he got to the NBA it was like it was like he's a Dump. man amongst yeah. boys in the NBA because his fundamentals was so like sharp and on point it's like ridiculous
3: exactly but like you said he, it's because during those four years he got better he, he got comfortable yeah. he got better he knew who he was yeah. so he hit the ground running nowadays we got everybody one and done and yeah that's cool or whatever but uh then we gotta wait five years later for y'all to really figure it out yeah. and then people are like oh you're a bust they're not a bust this is college this for is them college right like yeah. like ideally this is college for them i'm i'm never mad at any of the kids i'm mad when they leave because i'm like Hey, stupid! You don't know how to play basketball yet. Yeah,
0: that, you <laughs> kind of see that with the. But that, thats I think. Tatum did four too, right? No. no Tatum
3: Jason
2: Tatum and one. one. Done.
3: But somebody else did four. He, he's was a little like, bit different because like uh, Tatum was groomed, like Larry Hughes. Yeah, was you was could tell. Uncle. Yeah. Like yeah. he was, he was like, he was bred for. Game was already powerful. You know what I'm saying? So, like, and I think,
0: oh, I think, I think that is a good. kind of going off topic, but staying on topic, that's kind of a problem with college basketball. Yeah. Is you see that avenue, you see that window to the NBA, and you think I got to get it as fast as possible. So you look at players that make it. Like for for instance, CJ Fair. That's a big one. CJ Fair was not ready for the NBA, but he left. There was another Duke player. There was a Duke player that just. Uh, it was a point guard. But you know,
2: Trayvon Duval.
0: Trayvon Duval. Him and Gary Trent. They shouldn't have left. They should. Now Gary Trent had a, has had a better career than Duval. Yeah, but
2: Duval. But, yeah. yeah.
0: They shouldn't have left, but they see that the window, you have some success during the season. is like, all right, now, now it's time to go. That kind of affects that affects the NBA with the with the product coming in. That also affects college basketball as in some of the products not staying. But I think that ultimately affects the player. As in, you want to develop to be the best player as possible so you have a long career. Look at all the players that we, we consider great. Michael Jordan, he played... What three years? Really three really years. years, LeBron James is a freaking nature. He, I mean, but you know, but he started at a young age. He started at 18, and then he just. Phew, he got but even
3: then, with him, I give him like the, what, the exception for him is. He was a, He had it up here Yeah, that's mm-hmm. one of you know that generation like, of players. His greatest, you will never see. Like to uh, me, like, that's his greatest skill. Was,
0: and the same yeah. thing as Kobe. Kobe. Kobe was a mentality. mentality. Yeah,
3: mentality. But even Kobe, like you would groom. Pops played in the Italy league. H. Like yeah. you, you were, H. you were pretty much groomed in a, like bred in a lab. To speak, same so like, thing as Steph Curry. different.
0: And, and like you said, the poster child, Tim Duncan. People don't because it's not flashy. It's not the sexy thing to do. People think like we look at a. Who's that big man for Duke um, that's still there? Uh, um, Bolton? No. Nah. Um, he, he just left. Just left. He oh, just left. Left. he
2: just left. But he was there for a
0: while. And he was, he was projected like he was he was one of the top centers at the time. He was the top center at the time. But because he decided to stay that extra year, people looking at him like, whoa, if you want to stay, that means you're not ready. If you're not ready, that means you're not good for us. And now, I don't know, he's probably in the G League eating somewhere. It's like, I think that the way that we look at kids staying should change.
3: But I mean, how could it change when the league did it? You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the leagues, like the leagues. Uh, look at the whole Warriors team, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they're three core guys. Everybody was in school. Yeah. Small everybody fell. Team. Yeah, yeah. yeah Washington, Washington, right? Washington, right? But, but they were at school, right? right. And then everybody around them went and picked all these other people who more talented went to other places or whatever, and they're like attempted a tenth of basketball player. Right? Mm-hmm. They are so yeah. like. Golden State because IQ, how everybody's smart. Yeah, they right. killed everybody because the league's dumb. Like, and they that's
0: don't what, like to say that. Like the league's dumb. That's what we saw <gasps> that two thousand. That's what we saw that two thousand fifteen team with Golden State. Yeah, they might have, they might have had the greatest athletes. Yeah, they had Steph, Clay, Dre. But that was a smart team. You know, you had uh, Barbosa. You had um, Mo Space. Even though he looked dumb, he's he's, he's a very smart player. He's a solid player. Like you had that brain power that yeah we might not we're gonna use we're gonna use what we have and I think a lot of players develop that in college so if you don't stay in college it's like you know
3: like one of the guys like the terrorist point my bad oh so we move on is uh Devontae Graham in Charlotte that's Ian. yeah he was mm-hmm. at Kansas for like three or four years yes. yeah, yeah he was and there when for a while. he stayed there everyone was like oh man he's a bum because he stayed yes there.
0: Now look at him. And You're right, he right. about
3: to lose a whole job to Devontae. <laughs> and he just got paid too. And like Devontae sorry. Grant might be most improved player. I don't even think he's improved. He's got opportunity. And, and that's the thing is like he just he kept, like nice. It was time for him to come out the oven. That's it. Right. Yeah. He, he It was a slow cook. Yeah. Like.
2: That's that's true. But I got you know, one more point before we move off of the UMBC. Mm-hmm. There's gonna be like. Like when we we're when doing a bracket, you never like looked at the sixteen and thought they could even have a chance. But now when you do a bracket, you going you might look at it a little different. Yeah, so, I think I think
0: like you, you would said, never look twice. You never look.
3: I'd be like, how many seniors? That's, like, like, oh, yeah, that exactly, that's what I was about to research. say. You got a lot of seniors, and
0: yeah, the DeAndre Hunter uh, injury hurt them. But again, experience matters, and that's I think that's the big. That is the biggest takeaway from that win, is experience matters.
1: Yeah, especially in your backcourt.
0: Especially in your backcourt. And when your backcourt, even though they might be small, and they might be under, under, undersized, when you're smart, and you're hitting at all cylinders, because you know what you gotta do, that's the perfect recipe
1: for this. Yeah, I mean, and just to go back to your, your question, like we were talking about before, like with all the players being one and done and players skipping college to the big schools, I think you're gonna see a lot more kind of, uh, what's the word on before? Um, Parity in the um, college. Yeah. Because the top talent is not going to the NCAA. So a UMBC might be on a level of maybe a not so great ACC team mm-hmm. because that, that kid that went to Clemson Went to Australia instead.
0: Yeah, we talked about it. We talked about it off mic, as in the NCAA has to realize they might be losing these players coming few years. Hell, the NBA is about to do the whole college thing again. I mean, uh, high school, straight to high school thing. It's like we, I talked about this last time, but to to put a I guess cement it, it's like three of the top five players that's projected to go in the first round are not in the are not in college.
1: Right.
0: And I think. You will start to see, you will start to see players are dwindling from the NCAA. Um, I think we're, we can flow with it. Let's, let's keep going. Number five, uh, top five status. You know, these, these all played a huge part. Number five is LeBron James brings a title to Cleveland. Not only is this big because he brought a title to Cleveland, but how it happened. Uh, as we know. Golden State was on a historic run that year, 73 and 9. Uh, the year before, they were like uh, LeBron James and the Cleveland. I mean, the Cleveland was hurt. Kyrie got hurt that year. Uh, Clay, uh, Kevin Love got hurt that year. So a lot of people were saying Golden State's championship wasn't validated. So Golden State heard that and I'm like, all right, we're about to take this regular season seriously. And they went 73 and 9. Of course, we know about what happened in uh, OKC with the coming, you know, pretty much slapping around, coming back from 3-1. And LeBron and Cleveland came back from 3-1. This was the first time, well, not saying the first time, but this was, it, when, when we talk about the greatest of all time, and we talk about cases, like, state your case. This was one of the times when you could have said, yeah, I mean, LeBron James did beat a 73-9 team. They were down 3-1. And if it wasn't for a a Draymond Green situation, they might have lost, but it happened. And they came back. This, to me, we we talk about staples and we talk about moments. Like, we talk about, when we say, what's Steph Curry's moment? We can always go back to the uh, OKC game when he put 46 and hit the game winner. We talk about Kobe's moment. Kobe has a lot of them. We can talk about the last game. We can talk about anything Kobe did. This was LeBron James' moment being the first team to come back from 3-1 in the championship bringing Cleveland Cavaliers the first their first championship and 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 solidifying how great he is not saying he had to but this was the would you would you agree with what i'm saying like this was the staple moment for him as in that's lebron like lebron did that you know what i mean do you, you do you agree with what i'm saying yeah
2: absolutely cuz um, i mean like you said like everything you just said come back from 3-1 and then He not only did he do that, but he delivered on a promise that he made. Yeah, that's 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 why he came back. That's why he came back to the Cavs to get a ring for them. You know, to come back from three one, I I think.
0: Not only is that big for LeBron, but that changed the way that we looked at Kyrie Irving, Mm -hmm. because to me, a lot of people looked at Kyrie Irving as a great, historically great offensive player, but that's all he is like he a lot of people's like he can't bring you a championship. He can't he can't be your 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 best player on a championship. Now that's still the Jerry Salah, but it kind of changed the way that we looked at Kyrie, especially hitting the big shot over uh Steph Curry. That kind of changed the way we looked at Kevin Love. We thought Kevin Love was a was a pile of empty empty stats. Yes, a lot of empty stats and a lot of good stats, but they were empty stats. Like you're putting up 50s and 20s Timberwolves and tim wasn't losing. Like this changed hell this guy Richard Jefferson a ring like this this changed a lot LeBron James in this win really changed a lot of how we view not only him, how we view Cleveland and how we view a lot of players on that team. And it also kind of changed until we'll talk about what happened next What we'll changed the way we looked at some of the Golden State players now we look at a lot of you start to hear is Steph Curry really you know is he a clutch player you, you're laughing because you, yeah we start to hear is you know we start to hear oh Clay Thompson's better than Steph we start to hear is Draymond really worth it you know should they trade Draymond like and this is coming off of oh and of course the biggest thing you hear uh was 73 and nine a fluke how is 73 and nine a fluke but i, I digress like this really changed how we how they speak on teams would, would you agree with what i'm saying
3: i mean i guess it depends on what you As i guess for the most part like it felt like it was a big shift for a lot of people um it was something that a lot of people i feel like a lot of people felt that they needed um to validate how they felt about LeBron yeah um but I mean like to me I don't think that like for me my personal LeBron moment like that's not it Mm -hmm. um that's one of them like you said to make a case um like when you're making a case for those people getting those you know the gold conversations whatever that's one of the that's on the list um it was it was a big deal like um the other part of it to me I guess like I look at it a little funny because it was like even with the Draymond thing like it happened or whatever. That's on Dre. Yeah. That's completely on him. But, like, to me, the only thing I walked away from that whole thing was it was big for LeBron, big for Cleveland. Uh-huh. Huge for Kyrie, all those people that you named. But it just had me looking at Harrison Barnes differently because I was, like, as an NBA player. dude. Oh, my
0: like, God. Like, they legit. Like, oh, my gosh. Like, you know, I'm so glad you said I'm sorry for cutting you off, nah, bro. bro. <laughs> I'm so glad you said that.
3: I mean, I don't think you could tell. Like, you, I feel like that's the part. Anytime it gets mentioned. We gotta address the fact that a whole NBA player was left open the whole for the last series. three games of the series. For the oh, last three games the series, like, you the sold all the way out to the point where you shot fifty percent, they win that championship. I remember like that was the last result from a defense standpoint, it was like, no, we can't do nothing with them. Just leave them. I remember. Like, leave. Them. I remember. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> it a was off- like, little I, light skinned can't have it. Yeah, light like skinned
0: can't have it. Like, nah. I remember a distinct play. They were in a half court set, game six. They passed. They passed to Harrison Barnes. I saw the entire, the entire Cleveland team look at him, and then just stop in the corner. Harrison Barnes then looked around was like, oh, y'all not going to come out? Oh, all right, I got y'all. Takes the shot, and it hits the side of the backboard. I said, you know what? I'm not proud that you're a North Carolina alum at this moment. Like, I was, no, nobody talks about it. Nobody talks about how they left a whole player open the entire series. And, and But it, but it's Steph's fault. It's, oh, Steph couldn't get open against uh, Kevin Love or, <laughs> I was like, Jesus Christ, and and I just, I, uh, you know, <laughs> I know I'm a little over emotional, but I was I'm like, right I'm reliving now. that because I was, I was <laughs> telling myself, yo, what the hell are you doing, Harris? Like, this was the first time I really thought to myself, yo, I could be better than Harrison Barnes. <laughs> like, I I'm better than Harrison Barnes. I remember telling people that, and it it, it just it, it. Oh my gosh, I'm getting I'm getting red, I'm getting hot. Because I just remember that. Like, I remember, I said, Yo, who was checking LeBron? I mean, who was checking Harrison Barnes? When I saw Kyrie, I said, Oh, Harrison Barnes better eat. And he ate one game. I think that was game two, when he had like 15. I said, <laughs> Yeah, I
3: don't Harrison. That. No, I remember that. He, the last I, time they
0: That's the last I time like, they guarded That's the last time they. Not even
3: trying to be funny. <laughs> The last three games of the series, because what it was three one, right? Yes. So the last three games of the series. Yeah, I, the I don't remember him open. getting off at of
1: any game.
0: I think game. it. Was, I think it was one. I think he had like fit, number twelve, and I yeah, was like, yeah, uh, Harrison. I think Harrison Barnes, Eden. <laughs> Next game two i said
2: jesus it
3: took God. five people to guard three people double. that's what i'm just saying like man i was
2: like that's what i'm saying what's crazy about harrison barnes Is he got a max deal after that a max deal yeah. <laughs> and then they like, like and then re-up <laughs> <laughs> then, then, then they offered him <laughs> that i was just like
1: i was like And that's why i'll be people. like gms don't really watch no, game. no, no, no. i think they just meet with the agents and they just go from there like, or, or
3: they go with what sounds good right like as a gm right it was like i got somebody from the warriors <laughs> yeah, True. well, True. he is a champion. Yeah, he has championship champion. experience. You know, the
0: he does have a nickname, the Black Falcon.
3: So, I'm saying, no, Mike, that's not what that. Is. Jesus, man,
0: that it makes
3: his man. I got one of them. The oh series.
0: man, yeah, <laughs> um, that, that, yeah, that so was mo- that was and Ford. So, <laughs> moving forward, moving, moving forward, let's let's go to number four. Tiger was winning the 2019 Masters. Or one of the two thousand nineteen Masters. Um, we all know a lot of people saying Tiger Woods uh, was messed up due to the whole cheating situation. It ain't got nothing to do with baseball. I mean golf. It was the fact that his back. This man had the worst back in in ninety five years. Uh, and 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 golf is catching up to him. I'm not gonna lie. Tiger Woods is my favorite uh, golf player because he's the only one I know, and. <laughs> I remember saying to myself, yeah, he's never winning again, bro. Like, Tiger, it's over for Tiger. Like, it's over for Tiger. And Tiger Woods, and I, I remember they said this on ESPN, and it's true. Tiger Woods is one of those special players where if if, if something happening, like, if he's doing something, everyone, everyone stops to watch. Mm-hmm. LeBron, no. Steph Curry was like that for a couple years. Like, I get a text, yo, Steph has 30 in the second quarter. Hold up. Let let, let me, let me, let me. I know I'm watching this Wizards game, but let me, let me just go over. Uh, Steph was like that for a couple years. Serena was like that for a minute. Um, And Tiger was like that. And Tom Brady a little bit, but not really. Um, And I remember Tiger, they said, yo, Tiger is leading going into Sunday. I'm like, hold on, this ain't happened since what, 2012? So I said, let me me go check it out. And Tiger was dominating them niggas. Like, it was bad. And I was like, yo, Tiger's back. Like, I remember, yo, let me get the red, the red. Let me get the red. And I just, like, I felt, that was one of those wins where I felt good. Like, I felt, I, I had nothing to do with me, but I felt good. Like, I felt, yeah, Tiger won, bro. I count him out. Everyone count him out. Like everyone was. Tiger Woods, I think, was ranked like sixty ninth. That that or no, one hundred and sixty ninth. Yeah,
1: that
2: was really
0: summer, that. and I was just like, yeah. So with him winning, and then you know the whole embrace with his son and shit, I was just like, that's Tiger right there. And now, of course, he
1: ain't done nothing since. But that moment was as big. Would you agree? Are nah, you to- killing on them? One to one, I don't know what you call those The head to head golf, the, the whatever the invitationals, is, whatever it is. They do that head to head golf. He's killing on that, like. Yeah. So I mean, he, got, he still got a little something to take, I guess. Now I don't. And know. Plus, again, once you hit that damn near billionaire mark, do you really care?
0: And one thing that we had, one thing that we said about Tiger, um, you said the whole billionaire status. If I mean, you keep playing, don't care. At that point, to me, your legacy is so strong, I wouldn't want to do anything to taint it. So if I know I'm getting my head waxed every tournament, I'm like, all right, man, I got to chill. Like, I might got to. Like,
1: we got this 250 mil for you to do these 10 tournaments
3: in a year. Like, (laughs) (laughs) what you going to do? Like, I just feel like his body broke down. He never took the time to, like, fix it until, like, it broke.
2: like all the way
3: broke
0: (laughs) yeah that's that's true because he was saying this is the first time I like legit had to stop what I'm doing like because he said even during his rehab he would like go golfing and I said like I don't know much about golf but I know you need your back like you need you know the torque or something like that but you know that I think that was huge not only for uh not only for golf but for the culture of African Americans, another uh, I actually had an honorable mention as you guys know was Serena Williams winning pr- when she was pregnant. That was huge uh, for not only African Americans and tennis, but for women. Uh, she was dominating them too. Like it was, it was not even a contest how good they were, uh, how good she was. So I think that was that was really huge for them. Um, well, your topic, Terrence, uh, number three. <laughs> uh when the cubs won the when the cubs won the world series in 2016. um the cubs that was their first world series since 1908 uh which was i think the longest um period in baseball like non-sports all sports sports history trash um and of course they lifted the the curse uh you can speak on the curse i don't know about the curse i know they lifted something uh they lifted the trophy so, I know that. Um, but you said that wasn't even you said I missed one. What, what were we talking about? You said I missed the topic for baseball.
1: Oh, Miguel Cabrera's triple crown.
0: Why is that so big for people that don't know?
1: Um, it's just one person leading the three major statistical categories for a year. That's 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 huge. Like I was saying before, that's the equivalent of somebody in the NBA led the league in points, rebounds and assists or somebody in the NFL leading the league in rushing yards receiving yards and touchdowns okay like, so Lamar Jackson um no <laughs> okay so but yeah that's that that's happened maybe two other times in the history of baseball oh. and that was like in like the 20s and like 40s or something crazy like that
0: so do you think that couple questions one do you think that it'll ever happen again with the whole Miguel Cabrera
1: no don't because just the way that baseball teams rest players now, mm-hmm. it'd be mm-hmm. almost impossible to hit all of those marks. And if you start getting hot, they'll just walk you. Like Barry Bonds, <laughs> like true, used to get great. walked like three or four times a game. Like
0: speaking you know, of I, now I don't. I'm not gonna lie. I'm not the greatest, and I'm not the most knowledgeable in baseball. But I did see they w- in the, at least this World Series, they would walk Soto a lot. Yeah. Or if they tra- if they don't walk Soto, they will walk Anthony Rendon. Mm-hmm. And I was like, yo, why are you giving up? Why are you letting this man walk? But then I get it now, like you don't want this man to go deep on
1: you. Right. Cause, Cause usually the person behind them isn't, yeah, as, isn't as good of a hitter. So, uh, Miguel Cabrera, huh? Yeah. All right, um. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? But the other thing is, oh. You really have no clue. That's the funniest part of it. That's the funniest I of <laughs> So the GM of the Cubs, um, Leo Epstein, uh-huh. put the team together that broke the 108-year curse. He also put together the Red Sox team that broke their curse and not won the World Series either. Ah. So that was huge. He killed like 200-year Look at that. A so World he's the GOAT of
0: baseball GMs, like, huh? The GOAT. okay. Wow. Started
1: out as an intern, man. Like a... Uh Okay, kind
0: of gives me faith. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know nothing about this topic. I'm sorry, fans. But, hey, like, but that I, was like a huge moment because at the same time, the Cleveland, the Cavaliers were in the finals. Yeah, and and that's why Indians I said 16 the World was huge. Yeah.
2: The 16th, and they actually had a
1: game the same night in Cleveland for the World Series and NBA Finals. That and and that's why I said 2016 was huge for sports because you
0: had... Like I said, the Cubs. You had Cleveland winning. You had Golden State taking the regular season by storm. You had um, the Falcons, being the Falcons. Uh, like you had so many, so many storylines, so many moments. Yeah. Like 2016 might have been one of the greatest <laughs> for moments. Was might have been one of the greatest uh, years in sports because of so many monumental things. Um, of course, 2012 was like that. Uh, I think 2000. 2000- thirteen. Um but yeah, 2016 was pretty huge. So that's number three. We're gonna move forward to topic I know. <laughs> number two, uh, was Kevin Durant to the Warriors. Um I gotta I gotta get back in my pool. Uh, basketball pool. I no no um we we talked about uh, Golden State of course being seventy three and nine we talked about them losing to Cleveland but one thing that we kinda didn't touch on is Golden State was down 3-1 to OKC. Russell Westbrook, Kevin Durant, and Steven Adams was was taking them behind the woodshed until uh, Russell Westbrook f- forgot he couldn't shoot. And uh, he started shooting like 40 times a game, even though you have Kevin Durant on the team. And they lost. They, of course, Golden State came back and in, in won that se- that series. And this was the first time that we saw a player of Kevin Durant's caliber go to a team that loaded in basketball. Now, of course, we have a couple of Yankee situations, so we're not going to discuss. But this was the first time to me we've seen a player. Now, of course, you can kind of say um, Clyde Drexler when he went to Houston. But Clyde Drexler, to me, at that moment, wasn't at the same talent-wise as Kevin Durant. In fact, he was never at the same talent-wise as Kevin Durant. And this, to me, was also the first time. Now, we can kind of go with the Lakers back in 2001, but this is kind of the first time that the league was completely un- unbe- Like, there was one team and then the rest. And there was not a team that we could see, oh, they can kind of knock them. No, no. We we kind of – it was a force. Unless injury, because that's all they, – they always said that. Unless some a major player got injured, this was the first time that was like, yo, it's like – it's a wrap. Would you would you agree with what I'm saying, Mike?
2: Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because I mean, we all know Kevin Durant is a what top two, top three player. Mm-hmm. And you go to that team, <laughs> that team, and they was already loaded. I mean, they won in 2015. They blew a three one lead in 16, and then you join that team. I mean, you remember Stephen A. Smith's rant? Yeah. Said this is the weakest movie he's ever seen by a superstar and the season is over, because that's how we all felt. Yeah, And then you remember right. when um, yeah. when the Cavs, when they won the Eastern Conference Finals, they asked LeBron about it, and he was like, you know.
0: Yeah, and, well, yeah. <laughs> so, we've never seen a team like that. I remember he said, we've yeah, never seen a so, team like
1: that. So, like, I'm going head
0: out. <laughs> we'll try. <laughs> yeah.
2: We'll try. Yeah, so the league was completely unbalanced the moment he made that move.
0: And, and for people that don't know, first of all, if you don't know the team he went to, you shouldn't be listening to this podcast, but please listen. But the team that he went to had a, at the time, uh, champion, two-time MVP, unanimous, unanimous back MVP, to back. back-to-back Steph Curry. You had Klay Thompson, who probably is one of the greatest heat check players of all time. Hell, he, he, he dropped 37 and a quarter. Uh, you had Draymond Green, who was the reigning defensive player of the year that year, or the like uh, defensive player of the year. You had Steve Kerr. You had a team. You had gold that was Golden State Warriors, and all you had to lose was the player we talked about earlier, Harrison Barnes. Uh, you did lose Leandro Barbosa. He was old. He lost Moe Spates. He still has a mole on his head. You know, you lost you lost Bogut. That was big. Um, but you lost him. But you got Kevin Durant. Um, yeah, like you like you said, and and, and Wilson, you can speak on because you keep laughing over there. This was the first time. And I'm looking like, yo, that's, I don't, I don't see 18. like. I just,
3: I just think it was one of the things where everybody's so about to go to side of it, right? If things happen differently and ended up going to Cleveland, uh-huh. pe- people are going to feel the same way. That's- like, I, I think, like, I think the thing that's, you asked me why I'm laughing, like, I felt like at the time before Kevin went there, everybody didn't give them, the, the Warriors proper respect they deserve. Yeah. Anyways, right. Mm. All of a sudden, it was interesting to me right. that all of a sudden now the respect is there. Mm. Now all of a sudden, all three of those guys actually matter. Because, change. because yeah. Kevin got there, that's,
1: right? That's, yeah. So that's
3: why I was laughing because I was like, this is what everybody deserves. And this and because and that, the that disrespect all, was crazy. That
0: also changed the way we looked at OKC and changed the way we looked at Russell Westbrook. Like uh, maybe Russell Westbrook is a problem. Maybe <laughs> taking forty-five shots a game is a problem. And that kind of that kind of solidified Russell Westbrook into getting the triple double, you know, MVP the next year. Even though they got bounced the first round, in fact, they haven't made it. He hasn't made out the first round since that moment. But I'm not going to talk about it. Uh, that was so seismic for the for for the situation because it affected a lot of teams. Like I said, uh, it then caused the Rockets. Oh shit, we got to get something. We got to. We, we 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 can't like everyone's like we're just going to wait it out no the Rockets, like we're going to go now got chris paul that didn't work too well well chris paul got injured they got hurt but that didn't go as they planned it. um cleveland is like cleveland like no we got lebron james we're going to stay put that didn't work um the wizards i just i, I just the wizards had no- the Conversation. <laughs> 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 i mean i, just, I got the no wizards It's you know it's it's it was when,
3: I was just gonna say, like, I think it's one of the like, it was just respecting for me because even with, with KD, the respect wasn't given to him properly yeah, until he went. and It was a fear thing, which is why it was it was hilarious to me then and hilarious to me now. Was everyone was like, ah, it's KD. Like when he was in a little box, stuck in OKC, oh, uh-huh. it's safe. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Like he can't hurt the bad man. Can't hurt us from there. Right. There's Russell. There's the organization. James isn't there. Uh, yeah. The evil man can't hurt us. That's fine. They let him out the box and he was like oh my gosh I don't want to play anymore this is unfair everyone's overreacting I laughed through the entire thing and that's the first time it was we, just funny that's
0: the first time we've seen Kevin Durant playing a fluent offense where
1: it's not like and I think, think that that playoff series against Golden State, he was like, oh, them dudes is going yeah. the ball. Like, yeah. it's fluid. I could like, like, go to this. <laughs> right, right. Like, it's yeah. not. Nobody Nobody has to overwork because everybody, mm-hmm. like, it was a cohesive team. And yeah. he's looking at Westbrook like. Those are one of those moments. Those,
0: those are also one of those moments where you, I knew exactly where it was. It was July 4th. Mm-hmm. I was at my mom's friend's house waiting to eat. <laughs> and I got an alert saying Kevin Durant has chosen uh, Golden State. I said. Wait, what? Like Golden State Warriors? And then, see, I hear Stephen A. Smith. You know, they, they pull him out of they pull him in, they they pull him out of bed. Like, <laughs> yo, Stephen A. Smith, we got some news for you. And I remember the rant he went on. and I was just like, yo, I I kind of disagree with you. Is I don't think he got the respect. Because yeah, then 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 too. you start hearing, you know, he's a snake and he's he's a he's a front runner and he all he did was hop on a team. Um, I think. I don't think he got the even when he won the championship, like people was like, oh, well, he wouldn't have done it if he went to Golden State or this, and that, that. I don't, I think the only time he got the respect is right now when he left. There was like, you know, when he went to Brooklyn. I think that, that is the, that's the, I don't think they respected him because I think, and, and that kind of went to the point of why he left. I think that the media and people made him think, you know, it's them and then you. It's, gold, it's, it's the core and then you, and you're never gonna fit in because you needed them, and they didn't need you. And I think that's not only kind of carried him as in, le- as in legacy-wise until maybe he does something different, I don't really think that, but that's what I think a lot of people are thinking, as well as I think that's one of the biggest reasons why he left, would you agree?
3: Well, from a respect thing, I'm talking about not getting the proper respect as arguably the best player in the league, yeah. mm-hmm. as one me, prior to him leaving. Uh-huh, right. that's, what, that's what I'm talking about, yeah. And even all the stuff afterwards, that's just fear talking. I don't care about none of it. Mm-hmm. If he wasn't that nice, nobody would care. We wouldn't be talking that different. That's stuff. true. You know what I'm saying? All that other stuff, like, why do you think everyone's like, Stephen A got that upset? Yeah. Because you went and put arguably the best killer in the league with two other killers. Yeah. That's yeah. what it was. It's not a talent thing. The two light skinned dudes are killers. Mm-hmm. And you went and got the league serial killer in put him in there. Yeah, right. You got the guy who kills in his sleep and sent him there. Right. Got, so everyone just started talking out of fear Because yeah. we all knew what it was Because mm-hmm. push come to shove Lights can do sometimes The shots go cold
0: Yeah
3: How do you stop that?
0: That's true <laughs> And I remember they were like Oh it was going to take a minute It might take a year from the jail But the first game They put, they up like 150 <laughs> I said yeah They
3: had the three best ah, shooters yes. in the league ah, right. Why would it take like, and, and, that's, and that's why it was funny Yeah People were just saying stuff cause they were like, they were mad uh,
1: and scared. They had to say something. They, like, yeah. Like,
3: y'all knew what it was, there's there's not a deterrent. Like that was the nuclear, that was NBA's biggest nuclear weapon and it moved. Yeah. And that's why everybody felt some type of weapon. That's
1: true. Right, and to your point about the core then him, I mean, I think that's why he signed like a short term deal yep. over there too. Uh-huh. He knew that he, knew. he was gonna do this run mm-hmm. and then be out. Cause I mean, you talk about legacy, like imagine if KD went his whole career, never won a championship. Right? Mm-hmm. People would have put that over his head. So it was like this thing, let me go get these chips. Y'all can't have that, Yeah. and I'll still be great. Cause you know, Russell Westbrook, Harden, all of you is going to live with that cloud of possibly <laughs> never winning a chip. Yeah. Uh, got all these crazy stats and never winning. And so I he knocked
0: that out and just- And as unfortunate as it is, and Mike, uh, let me know if I'm wrong. As unfortunate as it is, I think them losing this year or, yeah, last year, was helped his legacy a lot as well. Yeah. Especially mm-hmm. after he got hurt. Because imagine they – and, and back, we talked about – well, Clay Thompson was hooping that game. The, uh, game six, he was hooping that game until he got He's hurt. still weren't going to win. I don't working. think – I think they would have won that game. I don't think they would have won the series.
3: Yeah. dude. Did you see the type of fear he put in a whole country in 11 minutes? That's in 11 minutes. <laughs> 11 minutes. <laughs> in, 11 in 11 minutes. minutes. In 11, in 11, in, in 11 minutes, country. the whole country was like – and hey, we like hockey, anyways. <laughs> and, I think like, and like it's I real. said, I think, like, I think
0: that when we talk about legacy, as unfortunate as it is, and, and it kind of ties everything together, him going down and them losing the way they lost, because once he went down, it was like, oh, like they were getting smacked by Toronto.
2: Yeah.
1: Uh, but I mean, they ran into another serial killer. <laughs> and,
3: and, and that's the thing. There's like a couple of them at that position, right? Yeah. Going to stay had the best one. Toronto had the one. And and this is the thing, like, Golden State literally has they had the they had. Yeah. Whoever got KD has the easy button for all the really special, complex things uh-huh. we see in the league at the three. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Who's the one dude who can do who can do whatever he wants to go out? It's KD, Kevin. That's Kevin, that, that's it. Who's the one dude that can do whatever they want to be honest? Just Kevin. Just Kevin.
0: And that that's that that move, that series, that situation kind of is a byproduct of what number one is, and number one is the decision the decision as we know LeBron James deciding to go from Cleveland to Miami, also bringing with him Chris Bosch. we had kind of talked about it it was supposed to be mellow, but we're not going to go into that this move to me and i don 't even think it's it's, it's proven it has was the start of the player empowerment era this was the start of Players as good as they are taking control of their 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 situation, their future. Hell, now you got people like CP or uh, KCP taking taking control of their situation. It's like we never we. It's always been you go to quite as kept. You go to where the even in free agency you go to where the team wants you to go or you, you, you don't really hit free. A lot of players didn't really hit free agency. Players that good did never really hit free agency. They either re-upped in their contract or got yeah, traded. For
1: sure. Or sign and trade. Or, or sign and trade. Yeah.
0: This was the first time LeBron was like, no, I'm going to. Because I remember Cleveland tried, heaven and earth, to resign this man. They, he, they did not want him to go to uh, free agency because they knew that he's LeBron James. Hell, everybody wants him. And when he did that, I knew, yeah, he's not staying with Cleveland. When, once you hit free agency and now that you get to hear how much people want you, like, nah, that's, that's not what you want. And this, we, one of my honorable mentions was the Ray Allen shot, but the Ray Allen shot would not have happened because Ray Allen had a situation just like LeBron and player empowerment. He was like, no, I'm only going to one team, and that's Miami. This is one of, I talk about staple moments. This, to me, is one of LeBron James' staple moments because he changed the, the, the landscape of sports. It's not just basketball. Now you hear uh, players in the NFL demanding trades. Now you hear players in baseball demanding trades. This was so seismic for sports that it can't just be discussed when, it's, when we talk about basketball. Do you, do, you, do you feel what I'm saying?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, especially with... I think you're gonna see it with the NFL C B A coming up, that's gonna be like a huge part of it. Uh-huh. Like looser contracts or guaranteed contracts. <laughs> and um and I think the catalyst for this was we talked about before the C P three video. Uh-huh. I don't know that, Veto. Like I'm not gonna wait for you to decide mm. where I can go. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take it. And another the thing that came out of it was the Chris Paul rule. Yeah. I mean not Chris Paul. Um the, um, rich paul rich rule, paul, rule, rich paul. Mm-hmm. where you know they try to shape who you sign with and where you go uh-huh. even on your business side mm-hmm. so i think a lot came out of that decision that we might not even see yet because there's so much freedom created through you know the way to moves on that
0: so mike we talk about how great lebron is um as a basketball player uh he has what three championships um you know, he's arguably one of the greatest. To me, this is his greatest moment. And people hated him for it. I remember why would you why would you do yeah, burning jerseys, why would you do a whole press conference, even though the money that you made goes to Boys and Girls Club, we don't care about them kids, F them kids. Why why are you leaving Cleveland? Like people hate him for this. And he even said it was really hard the first year in in Miami cause he was the most hated player, mm-hmm. but one thing that you learn from that situation is when you have power, a lot of people not like, a lot of people don't like that, especially when you're taking power from them. Mm-hmm. And the NFL is still big on this, but it's not a the NBA is a players' league. To me, this solidifies it as a players' league. You have Odell Beckham; he he's he's pretty much the face of the league. But the, the uh, as as talking about NFL, but the NFL is still the shield it's still no it's the team you know the owners blah 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 do you think that like i said contavious caldwell pope controlled where he wanted to go danny green controlled where he wanted to go like do you think that and you kind of you kind of answered it but mike do you think that this this that moment can, will continue to shape all the sports. Well, first of all, do you think it did shape all the sports? And second, do you think that it'll it'll continue to grow?
2: Yeah, yeah, I do. I do think it uh, changed all the sports, but especially for the NBA, because like you said, KCP. But like, what about Kawhi? Yeah, he sat out for the. He said he wouldn't play for the Spurs again. Yeah. Anthony Davis, he sat out. Um, Paul George, he forced his way out of Indiana, then forced his way out of OKC to go team up That's with Kawhi. So it's like. I think I think,
0: to, and I don't mean to cut you off, but I think the biggest thing is LeBron did it first. Yeah, for sure. I think if if Paul George like I'm about to make a decision, like nigga, what?
1: <laughs> like bro, we don't care what you're doing. Even like KD I th- just tweeted, I'm standing. Over. Yeah, like it wasn't a whole big thing.
0: I think because LeBron did it first. And the caliber of player that LeBron is, and Wilson, I don't know if you agree, because LeBron was the quote-unquote pioneer of it, there's the reason why it's so big. Like, it couldn't, even even as good as KD is, it couldn't be a KD to do that first. It couldn't, even as good and, and quote-unquote golden boy as he is, it couldn't be Steph Curry to do that first. It had to be LeBron. And because of that, now you're seeing players, like I said, Paul George is telling Indiana, "Yo, no, you, I'm not playing for y'all no more." Indiana, not playing for y'all. He's he, Leonard is talking about told Pop Greg Popovich, one of the greatest, one of the greatest coaches in sports history. Yeah, I'm not playing for y'all no more, bro. Uh, Anthony Davis, boy, that's all folks' shirt. So you know he was gone. It's like, do you think that if it was anybody else, it wouldn't be as big?
3: What, well, that that uh, did, the, did the move first. Yes. Well, I mean not because like. Again, with Braun, like, when describing him, like, there's things you gotta, you always gotta mention. Like, he's always, by, he's somebody since the beginning. He's big on controlling his narrative. Mm-hmm. Other mm-hmm. people don't do that, right? So, so yeah, if Kevin moved, would we have felt it? Yes, we would have felt it. But there wouldn't have been a narrative that went with it, right? Yeah. Just like when he did choose Golden State, there wasn't a narrative that went with it. He just chose Golden State, uh-huh. and everybody got mad. Yeah. But, Braun, like, that's part of Braun's, like, the narrative thing, like, that's part of what goes with LeBron to me. Like, that's just part of his thing. Um, the other thing is, like, it's interesting to me, and I wish this didn't happen, was we talk about KD going to 7-3 and 9-team, right? And this is a fact. Can't can't be disputed at all. No disrespect to Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Draymond Green. At that time, when LeBron made the decision. You went to two other Hall of Fame players that we knew were Hall of Fame players at that time when you left. Like, to me, that was... That was... That was a little bit bigger to me mm-hmm. than the KD thing because everyone can say that, man, nobody nobody's telling the truth if they can sit up here and be like, because Golden State did what everyone thought the Clippers were gonna do, right? Yeah. So no one's like I, I, it's gonna be hard for me to believe someone to be like, oh yeah, I knew all of them were gonna do that. I knew all those guys were gonna be that. But we knew in that O three draft, <laughs> we knew <laughs> in that draft the day everyone got drafted, because Bosch was a bad boy. Yeah. LeBron was a bad boy. D Wade was a bad boy. He let us know that by the end of the rookie year, yeah. right? They got together, and I was just like, "My God, like it's three Hall of Fame players in their primes, like this early." And because, it, and this is one of the things that works for I think that worked for them was because Brown, with the narrative, it's, it's heavy where he's able to control it a little bit. A lot of people don't talk about that as it's with the same anger that they talk about the KD to the Warriors thing, when where again, no disrespect to Clay and. Yeah. Step at all. But, bruh, that was prime Wade and prime Bosch you went to with prime you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I am so sorry. The sound of those things first <laughs> scare the you know what out of me. Uh, yeah. Again, no disrespect to Steph and Clay, but at that time, we knew who Chris was. Yeah. Chris took a trash Raptors team to the playoffs. To the playoffs. Mm-hmm. You're built different when you can take trash with you. Wade, one of the greatest finals performances ever. Mm-hmm. That was already done already.
0: Yes. And this and is why. Pat
3: Riley running the show. Yeah. Like you. M- multiple, multiple, And that's what I'm saying is like, I know the 73, one thing makes it easy to be like, oh my God, like, it's cool they won 73 games, man. Ain't nobody, nobody went in that season like they about to run on seven. Right. Like, matter of fact, when they went in that season, people was like, last year was a fluke.
0: Yeah, I remember that.
3: I know what wasn't a fluke in 2010, you going with him and him. Yeah. And <laughs> <laughs> one of them was 24 and 12. One ran out the Mavericks by himself. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you were a destroyer of worlds. Like, all three of y'all was on some Avengers-type stuff. And, yeah. yeah. Like, to me, that was scarier. When they joined, we were just like, how many?
0: Yes. Yeah. That's, remember, that now four, now five. Right. Like, I was like... People's
3: like, making fun of him, but, like, and, when they joined, it was like, legit. Yeah, like, How yeah. many?
0: He might we be going weird. four for <laughs> four? <laughs> like, we were laughing, like, oh, bro, you cocky. But it's uh, he might be right. Like, I don't know. Like, you couldn't
3: even laugh all the way. It was like... I
0: mean. <laughs> and and last and last thing I'ma say before we end this. And I said it before and I'll say it again. This is why and this is how I know that Carmelo is the bigger biggest fumbler
1: of bags. Carmelo could you have... You don't fumble bags. Facts Opportunity. That's right. Opportunity.
0: Facts. That's <laughs> bags. That's true. She's he secures the bags. <laughs> <Because> <laughs> the people people forget it was supposed to it was not supposed to be Chris Bosch. It was supposed to be Carmelo Anthony. LeBron James and Dwayne Wade,
1: but even so, I don't think that would have worked though.
3: Hey, look, I'm, I'm right with you. That doesn't sound as scary to me because Melo, three. Because the thing made.
1: that Bosch, Bosch boards and plays D, yeah, and, and even when they beat and the Bosch did have
0: Bosch did say he did he was accepting a lesser role. Yeah, I don't he know.
1: got Mellow yeah, with yeah. the Mellow ego. Yep. Yeah, yeah. And true. Tim Duncan was serving Miami in the finals with Chris Bosch Like Bosch so died. if you put
3: right, you put <laughs> Mellow on Tim Duncan, like. Fan. Like, they left Bosch to just die against one of the greatest bigs of all time That's so they could get out that series. Yeah, right. They I, just left the man down and get beat on.
1: <laughs> well,
3: <laughs>
0: you're yeah, absolutely right.
3: It would have been horrible if that was Melo. And not even though that, like, think about, like, even the switching defenses we're at right now. Bosch Ooh. was like the – that was that linchpin. Yeah. It was
0: so that different defensively. Bosch did hit – Cause and them even, two were
3: playing safety while he was up there like, oh, thou shalt not pass. We get out.
0: Even even a couple offense, like, Boston hit a couple game winners. Yeah, I remember. They, so yeah, yeah. That's, hey. Relo,
3: or, might not have worked the same way.
0: That's true. That's or how true. about
3: the nights when they both didn't play and he calmly get you a forty piece.
0: I remember those yeah. games. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
3: Like yeah. calmly easy forty. Oh, just just to let y'all know in case they hit the button. Yeah, just I in case it. y'all forget who I was. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I still used to have braids. Um, well. There you have it. I want to appreciate you guys. Mike, I appreciate y'all. Terrence, I appreciate you. Will, uh, Wilson, I appreciate you. This is big for me. This is the first in, you know in in-person roundtable I've ever had. Uh, I want to thank you guys for watching. Thank you guys for listening. Um, wherever you listen, please subscribe. Please share. If you're on YouTube, please like. Please share. Please subscribe. Go check out The Focus TV. Or if you want to go read some articles from some great, great sports uh, writers, go check out mymindonsports.com. Mike Curry has one of the best podcasts I've heard in a while. Uh, Curry in the pot, and just turn on ESPN, you'll probably see something Terrence does. Uh, he he just came from Dubai. I don't want to say nothing else. Hey, don't, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. Yeah, he li- he lives there. <laughs> So, again, there you have it. This has been the Unpopular Podcast uh, End of the Decade special. Thank you, guys, and until next time, much love.